0: Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us, and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Come on, keep clapping as we welcome all of our locations right now. Everyone watching online, we're so glad that you're with us today. We're continuing in our series, I Love My Church, and also remember, Prayer Week coming up this week at all of our locations, so uh, campus pastors, make sure that your location is informed about prayer week. It's going to be an amazing week. I know what some of y'all are thinking, man, the pastor's wearing tight clothes today. Pastors got got tight clothes on. I, I just want to say this is when I put this on early this morning, it felt fine. But somehow, it, it seems like I've gotten to that place in my age where I kind of expand throughout the day. Come on, how many of you guys over 40 know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it felt fine in the mornings. I did, like, I'm expanding throughout the day. I, I wore this outfit right before summer, so this also shows how much weight I've gained over the summer and how much I have to lose. I kind of just like to think, you know, I'm bulking up. I've been working out, I'm, you know, just kind of bulking up. But, uh, man, we're so glad that you're with us today. And uh, I'm really excited about the today as we continue in our series, I Love My Church. And today's gonna be a little bit different because what we've decided to do, we've, we've decided to kinda do a membership class in a Sunday morning environment. Um, how many of you, let me ask this question, how many of you have been through the membership class? Uh, you're, you're a member, you've joined Celebration. Raise your hands, several of you. How many of you, you've been coming to Celebration Some, might even have intended on going to a membership class, but you just hadn't got around to it yet. Raise your hands. Look, many of you. And how many of you have been, maybe it's your first time or you've been coming a, uh, just a few times and you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So that, <laughs> how many of you are like, I will never join this church? No, don't don't raise your hands. But, But what we thought was, You know, the church, we're going to be 17 years old this August 30th. Can you believe that? 17 years old. And uh, so what we thought was, let's have like a membership Sunday where I kind of, I I mean, it's, it's kind of a message that I'm going to do. I'm really just going to talk to you from my heart today and just preach a little bit um, about what it means to be a member in a local church. I'm not gonna be able to give you uh, the details from the membership class, like you know our, our doctrine. I'm gonna talk about that later in the series, doctrine. It's very, very important what you believe. Our doctrine is very biblical, very uh, mainstream. And there's other things about our government and things like that that I'm just not gonna get into today. A, a, a lot of that is on our website, but, but we'll touch on those things later In the series today, what I want to do is I just kind of want to, you know, when we think about church membership, it's just kind of like blah, you know. Sometimes you just think, you know, um, you know, it's just a class or or whatever. But you know, membership is in the Bible, and so I kind of want to redefine what membership is today. And then at the end of the service at all of our locations, um, if you haven't joined Celebration and you want to make this your home church, we've made it real easy for you today this should be on the seat in front of you or in your sermon note packet if you're in another campus and it's just a real easy way we've got membership tables set up in the four years at all of our locations and you can just fill this out real quickly and drop it off you can join the church today hey so look for some of you we today is your one-stop shop okay so, so today some of you you're going to get saved you're going to give your life to jesus come on how many of you are that's going to happen i mean you might not know it's you, but, you know, those of you who do follow Jesus, you know that's going to happen with some people. By the end of the service, it happens every Sunday. And and then you can also join the church, and then you can even get a free T-shirt. Come on, you can't beat that, can you? Like, like salvation, membership, and T-shirt all in one. Y'all need to lighten up. Y'all better start laughing in this 1130. Sir, y'all need more coffee or something like that. But... Uh, So I want to talk about that today. Let me read the text, kind of it's the text of this series. I love my church, and in Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, Peter's going to answer the question here when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, Jesus speaking of the rock of this revelation, that's what it means in the Greek. And I don't have time to unpack that. But on this rock, this statement that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is the Messiah, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And it's on this statement that we build our church. If I could say every church should be, but Celebration Church, our foundation is Jesus. That Jesus is Lord. And I believe that God wants everyone to have the same confession that Jesus had right here. Jesus didn't say, I will build a church, I'll build some church, I'll build the church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Very possessive language And God wants us to have that same confession that we don't look at the church as, you know, a church or some church or I go to that church. No, but it's my church because you have a part to play. You want to be building what Jesus is building and God has called you to a very integral part. Everybody say we are the church. That word church, ecclesia, it means the called out ones. We're called out for a special purpose. We're not called out to, to, to float out there and, and, and be separated. And we're, we're, we're called out to be together for a common purpose. We are the church. Listen, we're not a club. This isn't about us. If it's about us, then we're a club and not the church. We are the church of the living God. We are involved in the greatest cause in the universe. So, I'm gonna to talk to you about that today and kind of hopefully kind of give you a fresh look at what membership means, what it means here at celebration. And I've entitled this message, I'm All In. I'm All In. Come on, touch your, touch your neighbor, fist bump your neighbor, or maybe just give them a glance if you're a real introvert, private person and, and say, Are you in? Are you in? Ask them, Are you in? Are you in? I know we're gonna be seeing that in in football season coming up. You'll see fan bases, I'm all in. You'll see, I think Auburn Tigers had that. We have any Auburn Tigers in the house? I don't like Auburn, but it's kind of like that thing, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, so we both don't like Alabama more, so it's kind of like that. But their slogan, their slogan I believe last year was, I'm all in. Listen, I hope, that when it comes to Jesus and being part of building what he's building, you would say, I'm all in, I'm all in. Come on, can you give God a a clap for that? Let me pray, Father. Father, we thank you for your word, God, and we thank you for today, Lord. I just pray in this next half hour, God, help us to understand how important it is to really be planted, be a part of your beautiful church. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. I kind of want to, you know, just give you, how many of you have heard the story of Celebration, how Celebration uh, got started? Some of you, many of you, many of you have not, and uh, kind of what got me going this route earlier this week, I was, I was playing golf with someone who had heard of Celebration, and uh, and he began to ask me, you know, hey, so when did you take over that church and, and that kind of <laughs> thing like that? So I just started thinking, I bet you there's a ton of people that just have, hasn't heard the story about how celebration got started. And here's why that's so, so important. Because I really believe you can't understand where you're going until you first understand where you came from. And that's a whole nother message as far as your identity in Christ, that I'm not gonna give into, so I, I get into today, but I just kinda wanna tell you where we came from. You know, many of you do know my uh, story of how I met Jesus. You know, I didn't really grow up in a home that went to church and that was God focused. We just went to church on, you know, Christmas and Easter, and so, you know, I went into college and I was real into partying and did a lot of drugs and all that kind of stuff, and I was actually working. Uh, at a club. I was a bouncer at a club. That's why you can tell them. So I, I think while I'm, I'm gaining weight, it's just that muscle memory. It wants to expand back to my bouncer days. But So, 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 so I, was, I was just living this kind of crazy life and, and right in the middle of college, man, I had people that were praying for me and I just, man, God just started to convict me. God just started to draw me To Jesus. And I just knew in my heart of hearts that I wasn't living the way that I was supposed to live. I knew that the way I was living was not going to bring me any real uh, permanent satisfaction or, or, or joy. I just felt like that God had something else for my life. So to make a long story short, I ended up surrendering my life to Jesus. God came in and just totally saved me, delivered me Turned my life around and, and pretty quickly I started, you know, getting real interested in um, the ministry and, and things like that. And then I met my beautiful wife, Carrie, and uh, she was actually singing on the worship team at the college and career ministry that I got plugged into at the LSU campus. And then we got married and I was an associate pastor on staff at a church in Baton Rouge. I was born in New Orleans. I grew up in Baton Rouge and I was an associate pastor on a church in Baton Rouge. Carrie and I were married. We had one daughter, Kaylin, and uh, God just began to deal with both of us in a season of prayer and fasting that a big change was coming. I Just felt a big change was coming and, and, and there was God was about to kind of launch us into this next season. So we just began to pray and pray and pray and I started thinking, well, you know, my pastor at the church there in Baton Rouge, he, he's getting older, maybe he's gonna ask me to take over the church and be, be the next pastor. I thought, uh, I'd done a lot of mission work in the Amazon jungles, uh, planting churches. That's why, where I get all these stories y'all hear about, you know, me uh, swimming with the piranhas and battling the witch doctors. And of course, the most famous story, the, the 40-foot giant anaconda that had me totally wrapped up and I pulled out this knife and stabbed, it. no, I made that one up. That's the one I make up. All the rest are true, but the anaconda story I make up every time. Okay. But I, I have all these stories from them. And so I thought, well, maybe God's calling us to the mission field permanently to go down there and, and, and plant churches in the jungle. And, and we really didn't know. And, and just through prayer, God just spoke to me one day. And he said, no, Stovall, I've, I've called you to plant a church here in the United States. And you're not going to take over somebody's church or anything like that. I want you to plant a church from the ground up. And I felt that in, in my own way back then, even though I didn't understand it, that there was something special. And even what, what my life up to that point and how I cut my teeth on prayer and fasting and, 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 and being out in the jungle and pioneering and playing, I felt that all those things got had deposited into my life and into Carrie's life up to this point, And that we were to plant a church here in the United States. And so the next question was obviously where? And, uh, we, we didn't know where and we were just praying and praying and all, all I can say, I best describe it, I'll never forget when it happened. I was actually driving uh, in my car and I was crossing this street in Baton Rouge and I had worship music on, I was praying and I just felt like God dropped into my spirit, Jacksonville, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, we didn't know anybody in Jacksonville. And uh, so we just kind of meditated on that, prayed about it, we came and in, in, in visited the city you know, and man, praise God, Jacksonville had the Jaguars. We had the Saints back then. So the, remember when the, the Saints fans used to wear their bags over their heads? Okay, so that was, so, so I was like, man, we're going to have a winning football team now. And, then, you know, lo and behold, now the Saints are winning and the Jags are losing. Maybe it's just where I go. I don't know, but no, we're Jags about to. Jags are about to get on with it. I I really believe that. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. So, so we, you know, I'm a big believer in spiritual authority and 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 submitting to your pastor. And there's a, a multitude of, or there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. So we just submitted that to our pastor and the eldership there. And and after prayer, everyone became convinced that yes, this is what Carrie and I were called to do to come to Jacksonville and plant a church from scratch. Now, they remind you this. 17 years ago, church planning was not what it is today. Okay, today I'm on the executive board of the Association of Related Churches, ARC. We have the conference here every year. We oversee thousands of churches. We have planted over 500 churches just through Art, did you know this? Your money you're giving here at Celebration, a portion of that goes to plant churches around the United States. We're planting one church every three days right now. One church every three days. That's what you're doing. And, and it's, it's, I wouldn't say similar, but I would say like-minded to Celebration Church, and so we've got church planning now. I mean, it's down to a science. It's church planning 101, 201, 301. We know all the. I mean, the the demographic studies, all those kind of things, is the city a match for the pastor? All these kinds. We've got it down to a science now. There's all these conferences that we do to help pastors out, and that's awesome because back when we planted Celebration, we didn't have any of that. We had none of that. All we had was Rick Warren had a book out called The Purpose-Driven Church. That was kind of it for church planning. And so I asked a couple of people, I asked Chris and Ashley Brooks, my other bouncer at the bar, that's right. So uh, Chris and Ashley Brooks and uh, Lee and Nicole Alexander, who we're still good friends with uh, today, but they're no longer here in Jacksonville. And, uh, and man, we just said, man, this is what God has for our lives. And so we moved on over to Jacksonville. We started praying. I remember we were praying about where to plant the initial campus, Uh, This campus, and uh, we were just driving around praying. And um, man, I just felt I was looking at a map of the city, and I was like, I felt like this area, this area. And we eventually drove right over here, and we found Jacksonville Country Day School kind of hidden over there, right by uh, Southside Boulevard and Bay Meadows Road. And I was like, man, this is where I feel like God wants us to be. Pull in. And so we just. We pulled in right then and we just walked straight in. We met the principal uh, there, Mrs. Morrow, and we're like, hey, we're from out of town. We're here to plant a church. Um, How about y'all letting us use y'all's gym? You know what I'm saying? And it was just a miracle. I mean, Mrs. Morrow is is an awesome woman that's a a great school over there. I I mean, she had no idea who we were. But come on, God knew who we were. And pretty much right there on the spot, she says, well, you know, that's a strange coincidence. There was a church in here, but they're about to move out in a couple of months, and that's when y'all want it. So we got that school right there, Jacksonville Country Day School. And then what we decided to do, we decided to pray and send out, mail out a bunch of invitations, like bulk mail and, and uh we we made this invitation you know remember way back in 1998 like windows 98 like ms pub you know like we made this like cheesy invitation it was like um hey if if you need God in your life and you don't have a home church come to this gym because we're a new church just for you come on get, how about that huh we, i mean So believe it or not, so we got the gym. We had the gym. Our our children's facilities were were in these uh, junior high locker rooms that didn't have air conditioning. We started the church. First Sunday was August 30th here in Jacksonville. That's right, that's right. But you know what? Here's what it's interesting. I think back to those early days, you know, like no AC in the the kids' room, and that's where here at, at celebration, and I pray we always have this spirit. You know, we always, we said, you know, we're going to do the very best with what we have. And, and we're, we're going to have a spirit of excellence here, whether we have AC or not in these gyms right now, but no matter what's going on, we're going to do the very best with what we have. And if we're faithful with little, God's going to give us more. And that same principle applies to your life. And you know, we understand that, man, when you're, when you're church planning, when you're expanding the kingdom of God, it, it's, it's pioneering. In church I pray that we never lose that pioneer spirit regardless of what we grow into. Here see see here's here's the thing about there's two things God's always doing, okay? Jesus said, "I'll build my church." He's building his church. God's always into growing you and growing his church. He wants to expand you and he wants to expand his kingdom. So we're always expanding if we say yes to god there's always going to be what i call it's 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 an edge you know like you've heard that term it's it's edgy you know like like i mean that person's edgy or this thing's edgy it's kind of like you kind of don't Know how to figure it quite out or or what's up. I would say there's always this, this God gap. There it regardless of where we are, we should we should always have a vision from God that's that's big enough that it scares us a little bit. We're not sure exactly how we're gonna do it. Listen, if you can do the vision that God's given you, then that vision is not from God. You need something bigger, you need something greater. I want to shake your faith today. Is anybody and you need to be in a church that Promotes faith and vision and believing God. We believe God's shown us for next year. I'm going to talk about this at the end of this series, but for next year in 2016. Right now, it looks like we're going to be starting four new locations. Four new locations. Y'all need to be cheering. Why, y'all? What's wrong with y'all? And we're believing God for a retreat center. You so saw those kids. So those kids, we need to do that more than once a year. We do. We do. And we have freedom group retreats, and we need men's retreats, and we need we need women's retreats, and we need youth retreats, and we need sub 30 retreats. Why? Because what? Watch. Because God does something special in that 24 to 48 hours when you consecrate like an altar to him that, that doesn't happen anywhere else. And we believe in freedom here at Celebration. That's a good time for you to clap. Where's the... A... And so, you know, it, it was amazing. So, uh, man, I remember that first Sunday I was... Uh, Praying, My, the pastor's office back then it was the uh, the broom closet at the gym. I never forget that big mop bucket, that big steel mop bucket, in that mop, and it had a smell. And I just pray like God, please, please send somebody, somebody, you know. And I kind of peek out the window, see if any cars are pulling up. And I go back by the mop bucket, like, oh God. Please, and then I, I I look out and see anybody. Uh, d- is anybody coming, man? I'll never forget on that first Sunday when all of a sudden I saw those cars pull up. And man, the Holy Spirit just hit me. And I just started weeping. And I was just like, God, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And people started coming in the church. It's so funny. Back in those days, man, it's like, uh, oh my gosh, if you're breathing, we're begging you to join. I mean, if you're, I mean, just... Just, I begged people to join. They'd walk in those kids' rooms, that no AC children's room. I'd see them walk in. They'd be walking out with their kids, just like this, like we out of here. I'd be running after them. Please don't leave. It's not always gonna be like this, I promise. <laughs> I can remember a couple of things. I remember our, our, our first service there, if I remember correctly, our first service, even though it was only like 100 people, I was like, man, This is, uh, they were all white. And you know if it's all white, it ain't right. No. no. I let that sink in. No, but that's just not me. I mean, I grew up playing sports. I, I grew up with diversity. I want a church that looks like Heaven, man, God says heaven's gonna look like it, the church is gonna be from every race and every tribe and every, and every church. I, I remember, I think it was the second service, James uh, Price, African American, and his Puerto Rican wife, Nilda, came in, and they were like, they were like the only people of color. And when, as soon as they walked in the door, I just went up to, I went into beg mode. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, listen. I know everybody's white here. All right? Okay, listen. But it is not always going to be like this. We're just getting started. We're going to be a church of diversity. Come on. James is on staff now here at Celebration. I'm, I'm saying these things to say this, that a lot of the things that you see here today The seed form of those things got started way back in that gym. You know, with our first service there with over 100 people, we had so many people saved the first month. We've had very few Christians come. I mean, come on. How many Christians are going to go to a gym with no AC to their kids? Our worship was so bad, it was horrible. If you knew what good worship was, you weren't coming back. But you know what? We had God in his favor and his calling and his anointing. And so, and uh, and and after the first month, 86 people had received Jesus as Lord, and we baptized 86 people in the swimming pool of JCDS. Let me let me show you let me show you a couple of uh, of pictures here. Look back in the gym, there I am standing on a chair. Look at that, huh? So you see the basketball goals with the plants hanging over them. You're looking at a hundred and forty-seven chairs in that gym right there. Our staff is bigger than that. Now you're looking at a, probably a lot of people in that crowd are on our staff right now. Uh, but but you, that, I mean that that celebration. Okay, now let's let's look at a pic, picture of this past Easter. That was our look at that. And watch, remember, that's that's just that's just one server. I mean, we had like five services like that at Easter, and then we have Orange Park and 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 St. John's, and now we have Orlando and all that. Here, here's what I'm trying to say, church. God has always been faithful and and he's do here's what i believe these past 17 years what god's done is just kind of get us in the position where now we can really step into our calling as a church and really see an impact like never before, and you have a part to play. I'm asking you, church, listen, it's time for us to pioneer again. It's time for us to get out there in the highways and in the byways and understand that there are lost and hurting people everywhere, and you've got a part to play. Look, I want to show this. Look at our early, early staff here. That was it. Look, look how I haven't aged at all. Can y'all I mean, I haven't I haven't aged at all like compare me to Chris. Look how much he's aged, Pastor Chris. Look at all the oh, man he's lost some hair. I mean, I've grown hair. I'm just Chris and I we it never ends. And then there's Lee and Nicole Alexander, great friends of ours they are no longer in Jacksonville. And you see me and Carrie, and there's little Kaylin Weems. Look, she just went to college. She's going to college this year. Look at her back there. She was (laughs) just a little nugget. Oh, man. It's just been such a great ride. And now I wanted to compare, so that was kind of before the church started, our staff and team, we had one more uh, really sweet girl, Katie, that helped us with kids. But uh, I wanted to contrast that with this last serve day. Look at that. Come on, give God a hand for that. Once again, <laughs> once again, I know that that's just the arena campus and you can go online and you can see all great pictures from Orange Park and, and St. John's and, and just all that we're doing. But it's just amazing what God has done, and I'm telling you, we're just getting started, church. We're just getting started. We're a multi-generational church. We want to raise this thing up. If the Lord tarries, man, our kids, our grandkids can grow up in the house of God, that they can be nourished in the word of God, that they can, they can have a shelter uh, and a place where they can call home in God's family, and, and I want you to be a part. So here's what I wanna do just real quickly for the rest of our time I just kind of want to show you membership in the Bible and uh, let's go to the book of Acts the book of Acts and uh, you know Acts is all about the church I mean last week when we talked about our calling you know um, and went over that call that Jesus gave the Apostle Paul which we think is very similar to his call on celebration um that was in acts 26 this is an Acts chapter 2, we see a picture here of the early church. We see a, a blueprint. And look, so Peter's preaching. Come on, if Jesus is Lord, then you're going to have preaching of the gospel. And he says, and with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Or be saved from this, go back, and be saved from this, this word perverse It means corrupt generation. How many of you agree I mean, they called that generation corrupt back then. How many of you would agree right now that in the world it is a very corrupt generation? Watch. Remember this word. This word means to be made whole. I want to encourage you right now no matter what type of corruption that you have experienced in the world. If you will receive Jesus Christ, if you will begin to follow God, I'm telling you, God will save you. He will make you whole. He can heal you. He will redeem you. He will, he will come into your life. But it all starts with you saying yes to you know what? I, I need to be saved. And many of you at the end of this message, in about 10 minutes, here, you're gonna, you're gonna say yes to Jesus. You're gonna say yes to the gospel and you're gonna be saved. You're gonna have eternal life. You're gonna be made whole. Go on to verse 41. It says, then those who, res- who gladly received his word were baptized at the end of this month. We'll either do it on our church birthday, August 30th, or the very next week. Listen, we are gonna have a massive water baptism. If you hadn't been baptized yet, you need to get baptized. And it says, uh, And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Everybody say 3,000 souls. Do you notice here that God doesn't say, and a lot of souls were added. He gives... A number, and I just want to say this about numbers because sometimes we get this you know, we put out these things of how many people got saved and water baptized, or you know, discipleship or reached on serve day. I hear this you know, that church is just concerned about numbers. Let me tell you, behind every number is a soul, and there's a reason that God didn't say a bunch of people. We're added to the church. There's a reason that he gave a number there. Listen to me. You know, remember the the, the 99 sheep and then the one who got lost? Thank God that that shepherd knew that there were 100 sheep in that fold, or he would have not known that one was missing. I just want to say that. I just want to say, don't get religious on me when we talk about numbers, because numbers are salt. And I got Bible, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We're gonna talk about doctrine later on in the series. Very important, what you believe, because what you believe determines how you behave. Apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, in the breaking of bread, communion, and of prayers. Prayer week. Elbow your neighbor and say, it's prayer week. You didn't elbow, I didn't see many elbows. Just a little nudge, come on. It's prayer week. It's prayer week. They continued steadfastly. And prayers, keep going, 43, then fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Listen, one of the reasons why I love our church, listen, our church believes in the power of God. Every single year, we see so many signs and wonders during awakening and at different seasons in the church, man, hearing the miracles that happen, hearing the things that God does in people's lives and the the healings. I want to let you know that the power of God is available for you today. And just like it was available for those in the early church, it's available for you here. But here's the key. If you want to experience the miracles of God, come on, you got to get in the church, man. You got to get in the fold. And look, here's, the, here's where church membership is in the Bible. Verse 44. Now all who believed, everybody say believed, were together. Everybody say together. All who believed were together. All who believed Weren't going out doing their own thing. Weren't just kind of church hopping or casually attending every now and then or whatever. It says all who believe were together. This word "together" in the Greek, it, Greek, it, it means it means a a fix like like it's it's a fixed or I'm sorry a, a a fit. It means it means fitted. In other words, watch this. There's a place in the church where you fit. And if you believe, God's called you to be together with other believers. He hasn't called you to be a part. Well, Stovall, um, I mean, I've received Jesus and I'm part of the church, like the global church. Well, that's the church universal. Unfortunately, in the Bible, almost every reference to the church is the local church. Did you know that there are over 30 commands in the New Testament that you cannot even obey unless you're part of the local church? The universal church... Is made up of several local churches. But God has called all of us as individuals to be planted in a local church because if we believe, if we believe, we're called to be together because God has a right fit for you in a certain local church where you can grow, where you can be everything that God's called you to be. I need some people that are excited about finding their fit. and had all things in common, everybody say in common. So watch, all things, they had all things in common. Now, this doesn't mean that like, everybody just, you know, everyone just, you know, like I got two pots, you don't have any, here's a pot, okay? So now we have a commonality of cooking pots. Okay, it doesn't mean that like had all things in common, like we all look the same, act the same. No, no, it's, it's quite the opposite. It's real interesting. This word, in common here, what it what it means is it means like the good and the bad. What it what it means is this is when you come together as a believer. See, we all have a common purpose. We have a common Savior. Come on, we have a we even have a common enemy. Come on, we all, all have issues. See, when you come in the church, we're all equal at the foot of the cross. It doesn't matter what race you are, how much money you have or don't have, what kind of uh, eco uh, class that you come from. I'm telling you that in the church, we have all things in common. You got issues, I got issues. We're all sinners that have fallen short of the glory of God. And we come together under the common name of Jesus. It's not about color, it's not about anything else, Man, it's about Jesus, and we got a common purpose, and we even fight a common enemy. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? I need, I need some people that understand that there's only true unity in the name of Jesus. I can take you over to the Middle East right now. I can show you Palestinians and Israelis that have all things in common because they have a common savior. They have a common Lord. They have a common purpose. They have a common sin. They have all those things in cross. That's the beauty of the church. Jesus is the prince of peace and it's only in the church where you find peace. Now listen, here's what I wanna say. That's why I don't want a church where we all look the same, act the same. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's so boring. No, I want a church that looks like heaven where all believers can come together and it's not about who we are or what we look like on the outside. Oh no, it's about what we believe and have in common on the inside. Come on, somebody needs to thank God for the church. That's not happening anywhere but the church. thought I heard an organ back there in the membership. (laughs) Let me wrap up, wrap up. By the way, definition of membership, let me go back, go back real quick. Look up membership in the dictionary. It means to be part of a community in common, in communion, in community. If you're part, you're part of a community of believers. So our mission statement is what? Matthew 6.33. Seek first what? The kingdom of God, the society of God, the community of God. And all these things will be added in his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Are you in? Are you in? Are you in? Are you in? Okay, watch this. Verse 45. And so their possessions and goods. So now we're we're gonna get into giving. Look, so their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So they were a giving church. You can also see in Acts chapter five that they were not only sharing amongst themselves, but they were giving to the church. You can read in Acts chapter five. That's the early church's heart for the house, except if you didn't fulfill your pledge, you got struck dead. It really happened, but it was in a whole nother context. That's not not how God does it here. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) You have grace. You have grace. Just be faithful with your giving. Look, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. All I want to say to this is that they continued in the temple. And also this is a great picture of why we want you to be in a, in a group. We want you to be faithful to the house of God. You got to be faithful to the house of God. Look, how many of y'all, when you miss church two or three times in a row, how many of you start thinking crazy? Come on, be honest. You start, oh, look, we have that in common. We have that in common. though, man, you stay out of church. All of a sudden you start thinking things. You end up at the wrong place at the wrong time, doing the wrong thing with the wrong people. You got to be faithful To God's house, you gotta value God's house. Listen, the Lord is here every single weekend. The Lord is here. He wants to speak to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants you to pull you out of that pit. Listen to me. Some of you this past week, the enemy has been lying to you. He is the father of lies. You gotta get in the house of God and hear the truth and be encouraged and receive joy from God. 47. Praising God. We're a church that praises God, man. We're celebration church. Having favor with all the people. Look, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So here's what God's saying If you're saved, you should be added. The next step after receiving Jesus as Lord is being added to a local church, it's your next step. Have you been added yet? Well, I've received Jesus, but have you been added to a local church since you've received Jesus? It's so important and here's why. Look, Psalm 92, 13. Just put me on 92, 13. Look, because those who are planted in the house of God or those who are planted in the house of the Lord, everybody say planted. When you plant something, it's there, it's grounded. It doesn't say those who casually attend, those who come every now and then. No, those who are planted in the house of the Lord, look, shall flourish. Everybody say say flourish. The early church, you saw they had favor. See, when you flourish, you have favor. And they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Look, what do courts speak of? Design, courts speak of of a plan. So many people wanna know God's plan for their lives. You're not going to flourish in the plan and design of God for your life until you're planted in a local church. Listen, there's no successful plan without being planted. I had to fulfill God's plan for your life. You gotta be planted in a local church. And if you do that, I can promise you, according to the word of God, come on, that you're gonna flourish in your life. You're gonna flourish in your marriage. You're gonna flourish in your family. God wants to do things. You're gonna receive miracles. I'm telling you, the church is beautiful. I'm telling you that God is here. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.